This is WP Water Cooler episode number 333. This topic is, is building a website as easy as they say it is. No. Let's go. Before we go around the room, I just want to let you know that this particular episode of WP Water Cooler is brought to you by ServerPress, makers of desktop server. Go over to their website over at serverpress.com. What is this? What right? I know. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? So let's go around the room real quick and get everyone introduced. Let's go with Say. Say, tell us a bit about yourself. I don't know who I am anymore. No. Uh, I'm Say Reed. I make WordPress, teach WordPress, preach WordPress. Preach WordPress at Say Read Media on all the things. And I am a co-organizer for WordCamp Long Beach. And I just book some of the after party. It's going to be real fun. So y'all peeps should come out and you should also talk about the future of WordPress because it's getting some traction and you should come chat about it. Awesome. Good to have you on, as always say. How about you, Cosper? Good thing. <laughs> I'm Jason Cosper and I forgot to put pants on this morning. Back to you, Tucker. <laughs> Go ahead pants and pants. How's it going? <laughs> I'm going to say forgot. <laughs> Go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I'm Glenn Ingram. I have a web design optimization business based in Huntington Beach, and we specialize in web accessibility. So, cool. Wait, you optimize design? Yeah, like design and optimization. Search. Search. Okay. Because, like, I didn't know if there was a design optimization yeah. or design and optimization, if those were separate or together. Uh, typically, your first round is if you don't design the website and optimize it properly, then they spend two to three times as much to optimize offsite. So if you get the foundation built properly, the building works better. Glenn's optimizing your money is what's happening here. <laughs> In fact, I think you can start with that. Screw design. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me over at Jason Tucker on Twitter. My website is jasontucker.blog. I do this show as well as another show called WP Lab. So feel free to go take a look at that. Sage freaking out because I'm actually making things show up on the screen here, and it's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> So you can go over to wpwatercooler.com slash subscribe. That's where you can find uh, this show, WP Watercooler, as well as WP Plab, that's we, which we did yesterday. And we talked a lot about um, we talked a lot about uh, the, just the various things that were happening here in um, in WordPress over the summer, from acquisitions to all sorts nothing of other happened. fun things. Been a yeah, really nothing happened. Sleepy summer for WordPress. Yeah, it, was, it was chill. It's sleepy. You know, no news. Nothing's happening. So is building a website as easy as they say it is? I have a sec a way to rephrase that. Yeah. Is building a, a WordPress website as easy as launching a Tumblr? <laughs> <laughs> or buying a Tumblr? <laughs> or buying a Tumblr, apparently, because apparently you can do that really easy too. Uh, no. I mean, obviously, there's going to be costs in having a 200-person office. However, $3 million, that's a steal. For all those users, that's my comment. That's all I have to say on Tumblr. Get a so how do, how do, how do you? Well, we have you know we've had people that that have you know we've had customers that have come to us and say you know I built this website on Wix, I built this website on Weebly, I built this on whatever, and um, it sucks. I'm having all sorts of issues with it. I can't do all the fun things that I want to do with it. It's just it's just not working right. The, and they the thought it was easy. The thing I hear most is I can't do X. It's like they they like they can put the site up. That part's easy, right? You can get the site launched. 
and there is a thing on the internet with some pictures and maybe a little bit of blurby content. But does that a website make? It's a philosophical question. I'm putting it out to you. Well, I think it may make a brochure that if they give somebody the URL on their business card, they can find it. But other than being a brochure, is it really successful? And was it two nope. years ago or three years ago in January that every Wix site was de-indexed? Oh, dang. Oh, yeah. Well, Wix has had some serious, serious uh, uh, CO, <laughs> CO, SEO problems. I'm just drinking coffee right now. <laughs> coffee. Coffee. You beat me to that one, Jason. <laughs> what do you think of it? Mostly coffee. Like yours, mostly water. Caffeine is already controversial enough in my state of in your current state. In my current state of being, so let's not go crazy, okay? Let's not get child protective services called on me yet. Uh, All right, so so, so yeah. is it easy? And and if it's not easy, then what do you do to get out of it? So I just want to. So the impetus for this question is because we briefly touched on uh, this last week. And Glenn had a question about like uh, what what I was saying about how GoDaddy and Bluehost and all of the WordPress third party spinner uppers, you call them that. I just made that word up. Uh, they make it sound so easy. They're like, yes, yeah, get a WordPress website. Two seconds, you're good. Which is very Wix, Squarespace, Weebly, -y, where it's just like, boom, bam, boom, website. Uh, and then Glenn asked a question in one of our groups. OC WordPress. Mm -hmm. I don't know which group it was. It reply to this. I'm not sure where I posted the question. <laughs> Somewhere on the internet. And and you, you so your question was? Well, I think it's just the abundance of advertising that Wix, GoDaddy, Squarespace are just publishing on television, can, telling people you can have this great looking website in 10 minutes and be out there making money with your online stores and stuff like that. And we all know the reality of that isn't true. I mean, there have been, I, I don't know how many clients that I have that were on one of those platforms that literally we build it properly in WordPress, make sure all that their foundations um, is built on the website properly. And in 30, 60 days, all of a sudden they're on the first page of Google and they think we're gurus. No, we just made the foundation built better than Wix, Squarespace, GoDaddy web builders are gonna do. Well, I mean, so is that like, what do you think? Is that false advertising? Like in terms of like, they're like, you can do this, or is it really just that the definition of website is so, so loose? Like they, GoDaddy's not like, you can be, on top of Google, they don't even have any, they don't even, you know, talk about that, right? They just make it yeah. seem like it's easy. And people's belief about what a website is, is that it will also be found. A hundred percent. If, if you them. build it, they will come. Right? Yeah. Like, like the second you publish launch or push publish, like people are just like coming to your website. Like you're suddenly on Google and people are finding you and everyone's coming there. Oh, shit. That's that's the it really is the con, the the perception though like that's and uh, you know you even see that when people are like oh I, I don't want to pu push publish on this site because it's not done and I'm like it'll be okay it's fine <laughs> don't worry so, so f fun fact um, I know for a fact that uh, don't ask me how I know uh, that uh, GoDaddy uh, even though they say you can build a store in minutes and start selling your products and everything else. If you decide to use their managed WordPress product for that, you cannot shut their caching off. WooCommerce is not compatible with the way that uh, GoDaddy managed WordPress hosting works. 
So, I, I mean, you know, here's here's somebody who is advertising everywhere, um, saying, "Oh, you can build a store in minutes as long as you use whatever they have for like a, a store builder." Um, but if you if you want to wow. use WordPress, if you think, "Oh, I've heard of WordPress and sign up for that," you're going to be sorely disappointed. Well, I, I I wonder if we should just make, do a lot of suing to, to everybody for false advertising. But see, what they're not saying you can have a store up in minutes, right? Like that's again the the perception of what people think. Oh, a website is a website is a website. So a website I can launch that'll immediately have you know a full membership backend, or it'll automatically have you know an entire e-commerce store. Or it'll entirely, you know, automatically just have all of these things with it. Like what one person's perception of a website is, is varies widely amongst. Uh, absolutely. And uh, when I tell people that I work on websites, like for a living, um, they're normally like, oh, can you help me build my website? And it immediately turns into like, uh, okay, well, what, like, I, I go, no, but what do you need? And then we talk about it, and they always think, because they don't have, you know, hands in, they, they have no skin in the game. They think, oh, someone could just put a website together because of the advertising of places like Squarespace and places like Wix, where it's, oh, it's just a few clicks, and you can get some stuff set up. And um, a, a lot of times, uh, there's been a, a few um, tragic moments where I've decided to say, "Oh yeah, yeah, I can help you guys with your website." Uh, and the the worst and the and, and the worst I know it's it was a it's a rookie mistake, but uh, I made it. Lessons were learned. Day. <laughs> cool. Yeah, uh, no, I, I I never tell them that, but um, the the biggest uh, teeth pulling uh, I can yeah I mean you, you can find a, a pretty off the shelf theme and and kind of tweak it a little bit. Like I don't, I'm not gonna do any special design work for something, someone I'm doing a favor for, but the biggest pulling teeth is getting content out of people. Actually, okay. like what what do you wanna put on your website? Yeah, sure, I can set up a, a page with a nice looking theme that's fairly fast, but hey, let's talk about content for a minute. What do you wanna put on these pages? And then everything grinds to a halt. I think that's actually the biggest misconception out there because people listen to the all the you know Wix, we all those guys, and the GoDaddies, and they don't. They're like, oh great, I can have a website, and somehow everyone thinks that the content's just going to like be there, like that they don't have to write that part. That's actually a huge part of like all of the training and the workshops that I do. It's all focused on content. I've been obsessed with it for I don't know, forever. Um, but like. That is the that I think is the main misconception because you can have a website. You can pop up a WordPress website in minutes. You really can. You can sign up to Wix in you know a couple of minutes. But that that doesn't that's a shell. That's a you know a splash page. Um, that's not a again a functioning website. And you have to go into all the content of like what are those details? What are what are you doing with the website? What are you, you know, who are you talking to? And that, that my friends is marketing. And speaking like, of marketing, how many times did we come up with an, a different name to describe like a half-assed website? Like it's like a splash page, a one pager, a single page. Like there's all these different terms that are like defining, like I just need my business card on my website. I need a URL. And, yeah. 
I need something that looks like I have a website and it's there. Yeah, and these people that aren't doing it probably don't have any ideas for call to actions. Don't have any ideas of looking at the psychology of the buyer. So you're actually building a site where to be analytical or emotional. I think the funniest one was I walked into a law firm about eight, 10 years ago, and they had this brand new law set, our website they were just so happy with. And I looked through it and I said, how do I contact you? They built a website with no phone number and no email. <laughs> it's the internet. Yeah. They just show up through the internet. You you get yeah. you receive them through the internet, and then you 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 sell you sell them on the thing. I got an email from like it's kind of like through various uh, networking groups. Uh, last week, Jason, you saw it on Twitter, um, where they were basically like uh, selling a webinar for building the most successful website there ever was. And you know, I'm like, well, for, the, their whole tactic was wrong. Basically, they're like, I was looking at your website. You know, this is like a person-to-person -person email from a person. This is not like straight spam, even though it was spam. But it's not like, you know, some random emailing you. It was like someone within the network, and they're like, I've been looking at your website, and there's a lot you could be doing that you're not doing. And I went to their website, and it was a splash page pointing to a Facebook group. And then I indexed their, I went and looked, you know, on Google at, at their actual to see what pages were indexing. And they had, you know, a whole shell of a website behind that that was just lorem ipsum text and blank pages and literally nothing. And I was like, a lot, like, I didn't, I didn't name into shame because I don't want to hurt people, but like. I to be fair, say, do you have a do you have a Facebook group? Because if you don't, you're just leaving money on the table. I have like 20 Facebook groups. I'm in and run. It's awful. It's the worst. I hate it. Right, but does does your website point to your Facebook group? Because that's no, because that's where the real money is made. They form You know what? Everyone who's just on Facebook, like you know, grouping around, it's not not it's not a good thing. We're missing the, all this money, is what J is Jason Cosper saying. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, look, look at those uh, those commercials that Facebook's been running about the the power of their groups, like dads watching uh, baseball games with their daughters, and it's, Wait, it's they're, they're running ads that do that. I don't have TV, so I have no idea. But really, they oh, they put ads for that. Uh huh. I Whoa. I I pay for all of the streaming services and all of the cable, and uh, I yeah. I just. It's it's constantly on at my house. Uh, inject television into my veins, please. And uh, but um, yeah, they they have uh, they're trying to realign themselves towards Facebook is towards uh, groups because that's really part of Facebook that works. No, it isn't because that's where all the white supremacists hang out. <laughs> okay, well, speaking of one pager, like so, I, my point is, that doesn't mean that the groups don't work just because the groups are being used for nefarious reasons. In fact, I might say that it means that they are working, and that is part of the problem. So, what about if you have a Facebook page that you think is doing really well, and now you are feeling that you need to break out of Facebook and build a website for it? Is that easy? Like, is that something that you can do? Happen. Is that a trajectory that happens? Like, people go from Facebook. Like, I guess it does. Actually, really, Mogors, it more goes from Instagram. I would say these days, people have a successful Instagram, and then they need to branch out more into a website. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's probably hard. 
Because now you're actually putting words on things instead of just photos with a description that no one reads. Yeah, it's like bad training. Like Instagram and Facebook are like bad training for developing a website. Like it's like teaching you all of the wrong things that you should do. Like, you know, hashtag 10 million things, which everyone does, even though that doesn't work on Instagram anyway. I don't know what's wrong with everybody. <laughs> like the more hashtags equals the more views. No, no. So I, I, I will, uh, I will relay a funny story about Instagram. Uh, my wife's uncle runs a salsa business here out of Bakersfield. Uh, he posts regularly to Instagram uh, and adds as many hashtags as he can for discovery. He and found they, out they totally unrelated. By the way, like super. No, like, they, they are. They are actually. They are fairly well targeted. However, he was realizing that none of his images had captions and he could not understand why. It's because he was shoehorning so many hashtags into the actual uh, you know, image description that Instagram was like, oh, this is spam and stripping the entire caption. Oops. They were still letting the photo post go up and he's like, man, I can't tell anybody the farmer's markets I'm going to be at. I can't tell anyone this. And it's like, finally, he decided to only post something that had like five or 10 hashtags. And it was fine. <laughs> That's the only like, thing oh. that works anyway. Yeah. Everyone's got, I, I crack up because there's a lot of people that I follow. Well, not a lot of people that I follow, but I follow various friends that I follow who like have like, you know, businesses also. And then it doesn't matter what po picture they post. They have the same like hashtags that are like this collection of like random hashtags that have nothing to do with the photo. And I'm like, you people are ruining all the feeds. That's <laughs> your fault that these hashtags aren't more effective. If you ever go, do you ever go and look at hashtags? We're totally off topic, but do you ever go and look at hashtags and just like see all the random nonsense that's in there? It's actually really funny. They're like, Half of them maybe might be. Oh yeah, like, everybody everybody tags sunset and it has nothing to do with a sunset. You know, just like someone things like coffee, that. You know, I mean, you know, sunset here. I mean, we have people that do that with with content that they put on their websites, where they'll go and put a bunch of tags or categories, and they'll just like overload it with all this stuff. And you're like, whoa, like this isn't the way you're supposed to like use taxonomies. I don't understand why you're doing this. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a thing. I have a client who has uh, been uh, essentially blogging for, I don't know, maybe like 10 years, right? And we're gonna do a website update. And um, I'm like, so this is great. We could change the title. So it's, you know, blog, so it's a little more modern. And he was like, I don't want to, I don't want to have that anymore. I'm just going to use social media. And I was like, I was like, <laughs> how do I explain to you how important, like you're the only people you're, you're one of the few people providing actual original content on a website. Like this is a value to people as opposed to just noise in the social media nonsense. And I'm like, like, like for, to explain to a non-techie client, I was just like, click it indexing and like, like stuttering of all these things like i don't even know where to start to explain to someone who's just like oh yeah i don't need that i'm just gonna do this on social and i'm just like you're you're taking away a value that you've created and just substituting it with something that it will be you know they're like oh just put up like you know we can just do a shopify thing and i'm just like i can't you know i want to talk about it anymore <laughs> Anyway, that's so that's the thing, right? People just think it doesn't matter. 
And I have a ton of like old clients who, uh, you know, people who I've are not working with anymore and they'll come back to me and they'll be like, so we did a website update and we had someone build us this new website and suddenly none of our sites are ranking anymore. And I'm like, oh, you mean your web developer didn't like care about your links, didn't pay attention to your content, just changed all your links and you lost all of your decade of SEO that you've been working on? Bummer. That's cool. <laughs> That's cool. No big deal. You can totally get that back. NBD. Yeah, we don't need all those other pages that we're ranking for all these other things. We just need these five pages. That's all we need. That's all we need. But see, that's the problem, right? It's this conception that like you don't need that. Like people really do not understand. This is what I also like to tell people. They don't understand how the internet works. Like they don't understand how Google works. They don't even stop to think about how their clients are wanting to use their website. Like people go onto websites and they're they want information. It's why you're going to a website, especially if you're in a small business, right? You're going there to get information about the business. And so if the business is like, oh, I don't need to provide any information. I'm like, what are you, what's, what are we doing here then? Like, if you like, and this is why I always frame it to my clients, if you go on a website, what are you looking for about the business? And they're like, information. I was like, and if a website doesn't have that information on it, what do you do? They go find another website. <laughs> and I'm like, so maybe that's so, all these websites are coming that have all pictures. They're Instagrammers that are building websites. Don't think you need content. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So I guess the real answer to our question is, yeah, sure, it's easy to build a website depending on what your definition of website is. So, hey, guess what? It depends. Just like every other episode that we've ever done. It always what do you think, Cosper? I, I was going to say, uh, it's really interesting. Uh, I've seen... Um, businesses that start here, restaurants that start here, that um, will end up, uh, they'll spin up a site like, oh, website coming soon, but here's like the basic, like here's how to get, you know, here's the address, our hours of operation, and that's it. And you're like, well, shit, I want a menu. I, I want to see like what you guys have. So what what do you end up doing? You go to Yelp and someone so has, photos. has, yeah, someone has taken a crappy picture of the menu photo uh, and <laughs> there are restaurants that limp along like this that uh, for, you know, uh, months or years. And it's like, how much money are you leaving on the table by not actually having, by not taking uh, what is probably a PDF copy that you guys are printing? At the like, minimum. Just a PDF. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> put, make it a, just put a picture on there. I mean, it should be actual text. I always kind of cringe a little bit when uh, they post a PDF that hasn't been optimized for the web, and then you download like a five megabyte PDF, and you're sitting there. And, it's just uh, a big image. Right, right. Anyway. Yelp or your phone browser or whatever crashes because it wasn't expecting a PDF, like all of this crap. And it's just like, no, just... Hey, even if you have to do the like the the basic minimum minimum viable website uh, effectively, um, then please just fucking do that. <laughs> there's a, there's a near me that, and this has happened a lot. I think with restaurants, they're like, we're seasonal, changing our menu changes seasonally, and so they don't want to put their website their <laughs> their their menu. That is an inappropriate gesture, Jason. Uh, they, they don't want to put their menu on because it changes all the time and it, you know, it's seasonal, whatever. So I literally, there's this restaurant, 
just dead around the corner. Uh, and it says on it says on their website, um, our menu changes, you know, daily. Just come in. And of course, you know, the, you go to Yelp and you look at the photos on their website and you look at the the menu photos from you know last week or five months ago and a year ago. And guess what? Menu not changing daily. Same menu. So even though they have these like lofty aspirations, maybe they have a daily special, by the way, that could be put on Instagram. Uh, maybe they have a daily special or something, but like, you know, you have some basics that you're going to sell and like, put that stuff on there. Yeah. The only thing I'll and say I think with, the, with the PDFs is they're not accessible and as the Whisper Lounge up in LA, they lost a lawsuit over a PDF on their website that wasn't accessible. Ooh, ooh, I like yeah. the information that has lawsuit, the word lawsuit in it. That's the best way to get people to comply. Like with the email privacy stuff that's happening, you're like, yeah, but you can be sued. And then they're like, okay, I guess I should listen to you now. Well, yeah. but on, on the flip side, we have, uh, who is it, Domino's, who's having a, a big uh, fluff over um, the accessibility on their site. Mm -hmm. And I, I think it would cost them, it was something in the ballpark, it was 23,000 or $32,000 to basically like update their website, make it accessible. And they are putting, um, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of lawyers and everything else to try to defeat this accessibility challenge. So basically they're spending more money than they actually need to spend to try to smash down accessibility laws. It's actually personified. I just saw an article last week that yeah. they were accessible and they put a BOGO, a buy one, get one free on there. It just at the right time that one of these testers was on their website and they were sued over one part that wasn't accessible. Everything else they'd already paid for. Wow. I just saw an article about that last week. That's Whoops. Brutal. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's going to start happening more and more, um, especially with the, uh, the, well, in California. Are you in California, Glenn? You're in California? Yeah, I'm in Huntington Beach. Yeah. So in California, uh, January 1st, the uh, California Consumer Privacy Act goes into effect, which is essentially like the GDPR. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even say the GDPR light. It's just basically the GDPR. But for California, um, which, you know, there's a lot of commerce that happens here. And uh, I, I envision, I imagine, I predict that there will be consumer groups that are going around and, you know, creating what I would like to call uh, attention-grabbing lawsuits, where they're just making a point to show that these websites are not complying, and you do not want to get caught up in that. Like, it, it could even not actually be a customer who's coming to the site, right? Like, uh, and I didn't know about the accessibility one with uh, Domino's, but at this point, it's like, you know what? Just do best practices and stop stop arguing that it's not worth it because the lawsuits. So again, very people know what they're doing. Uh, no one, like, Wix doesn't tell you this stuff. Like mm. Weebly doesn't tell you this stuff. Like, you know, WordPress.com has an automatic like privacy thing that comes in and WordPress core has that too. I actually don't know how that pops up on like managed WordPress stuff. Like does the, I don't think it's automatic, the privacy uh, mm. cookies thing on the WordPress.org installs. It is, it does happen by default on wordpress.com. So there is some protection built into that. But as far as I know, on Wix, Weebly, and the like, they're not interested in helping you protect, like, they're not liable. They don't, at least that's what I've seen. I don't, Shopify too? Like, are they, that's a good I'm question. I'm hoping this is the end of a lot of those. They don't do those things for you. 
In fact, I saw yep. a company in Chicago hit me a month or two ago. It's an attorney and an IT person that have come together and they build a plugin for you to put in your footer towards the attorney will update the privacies and stuff like that as laws change and automatically roll it out to every site you put it on. It's oh, like, that's, a good, that's a good service. Yeah, it's really cheap. That's great. Also, wow. the way you, you told that, it sounded like it was a joke. You're like an IT, <laughs> guy, an IT guy and a lawyer walked into a bar. Yeah. One of them says, hey. Collaborations come together. Hey, have you heard of cookies? Let's make this happen. And they make a cookie. <laughs> No, it sounds like it sounds like that's definitely a, a topic that we need to discuss here on the show at some point. And Which one? Definitely the go back around for it. California Consumer Privacy Act. Yeah, I've been talking about that a lot lately. Well, you're gonna have the I same know. law firms. You have like two or three law firms in each county that are doing these serial lawsuits for accessibility. They'll t they'll jump onto CCPA after the first year as well. Why not? Since, since we don't have a lot of time left, um, I'll, I'll give another little quick thing about accessibility. Accessibility actually helps everyone uh, to the point where. Um, now, uh, I, I've been reading articles about how uh, millennials, uh, Gen Z, etc., even old-ass people like me are using uh, subtitles on Netflix, on stuff that they watch. Um, basically, uh, you know, that the subtitles weren't built for me. They were built for people who have issues hearing. But um, basically watching shows with that on in case you miss something, uh, in case you, it's, it's not as great to, to use on a comedy, but uh, the, the fact that you can actually do that, um, you know, it, it actually helps everyone. It, I have subtitles on every, like by default on any yeah. I watch. I always have subtitles on. I watch, and in fact, I find it weird to not watch with subtitles. I don't know what, I don't, I didn't know that was like a generational trend. I thought it was just weird, but I'm glad to know I'm representing my millennial generation. Well, I started well, with Netflix was one of the first ones that was sued. For not having um, close captions. and accessibility, yeah. Oh, uh, well, look at the time, that. look at the time. Folks, I want to say thank you very much for hanging out with us today. We really appreciate it. Go over to our website at wprco.com and you can click ah, on the link there to subscribe. Geez. Feel free to go take a look at that. Look, that's Say's face right there. You see it right there? Oh, that's Say's face. Oh, it's over there on that side. I was like, what is it over here? <laughs> All right, folks, y'all have a good one. Talk to y'all later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.